Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 welcome to the advocate with your host nick phillips and now here's your host nick phillips this is nick phillips welcome to another edition of the advocate i'm here with kathy lux your co-host and we're here for easter so happy easter everyone and we're going to be talking about the spirituality and easter and with us we have from the cleveland catholic diocese uh, Father Damien Ferentz. Father Damien, how are you? I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me, Nick. Hello, Kathy. Hello, and thanks for joining us. Thank you indeed for joining us. We um, wanted to make this uh, show special because uh, Easter is such a special time of the year. And whether or not it's Easter or whether it's Passover or whether it's Ramadan, um, it's a time that a lot of people reflect back and think spirituality. And what is your role at the Cleveland Catholic Diocese? Well, I actually have a, I have a few roles. So ah. I'm the vicar for evangelization, and uh, that's a new role. The bishop made it up about a year and a half ago, and I'm the very first vicar for evangelization. We no longer have an uh, office for evangelization anymore because he wants every office to be about evangelization. So I help him get the good news out. I'm also the secretary for parish life, and I also am a professor of philosophy at Borromeo Seminary. Wow, you're definitely the right guy to talk to today. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so I'd like to hear more um, about the, about the efforts to get um, the word out. Yeah, especially the oh. the term evangelization. How, how is that defined nowadays? Well, it means good news, and the good news for Catholic Christians is that God. Uh, loved the world so much, he gave us his only son. He lived, he loved, he died, he rose from the dead and ascended to the Father and promises us eternal life if we but believe in him and follow him. So that's the good news, and that God loves us and wants relationship with us. We we like hearing statistics, and uh, I think we're so accustomed to having things divided into A and B categories. And with regard to people who are spiritual versus people who we'll call secular, to me non-spiritual, uh, how is our society divided, pretty much? Are, and what is our trend? Are we sort of getting more secular or more spiritual? Or from the from your perspective, what do we see? So the statistics are showing that people are reporting less religious affiliation than before. So on one level, we could say that people are less spiritual or less religious. However, what I find interesting is even those who don't identify with a particular religion or a particular practice may be involved in something that they would consider spiritual, whether that be yoga or some New Age um, practice. And the reason I think it's the case is because we human beings are, by our nature, spiritual. Yes, we have a material part, which we call the body, but we have a spiritual part, which we call the soul, and it's hard to get away from a desire to deal with things spiritual. So even if there's a decline in religious practice or traditional forms of spirituality, it's interesting that spirituality just keeps bubbling up. 
it, it almost seems that the mystery of spirituality persists, regardless of what you want to call it, because like you say, uh, you know, people involved in, in New Age uh, yoga and other things, it, it really addresses that spiritual side of life, apparently. We're going to take a sure. short break. We're going to take a short break. Uh, we're we're talking to from the Cleveland Catholic Diocese. We're talking to Father Damien uh, Ferrance, and we're talking about the philosophy right now of spirituality, and on this Easter season. We'll take a short break. We'll be right back after these words. Kathy Lux, stay with us. And now back to the Advocate with your host Nick Phillips. Welcome back to another segment of The Advocate. I'm your host, Nick Phillips. I'm here with... Kathy Lux, co-host. And we're talking to Father Damien Ferentz uh, about spirituality and where we're going. Uh, there's an old World War II saying, I think it was from World War II, or it could be from any war, there are no atheists in foxholes. And that leads us to, to death. And what happens when it comes to visit us, which is going to visit everybody, and... <laughs> Maybe has already, and and I work, you know, in in um, care of of people, healthcare, and very often work with hospice clients and their families. Um, and so, what what would your thoughts be, uh, Father, on spirituality at those times? I think because of what we said just a few minutes ago, that because human beings are both body and soul, because by our nature we have a part of us that is spiritual, that is metaphysical, right, beyond what science can measure, that these questions, even if we try to suppress them, eventually bubble up and we have to deal with them. And it almost always happens at the point of death, particularly the death of a loved one. So you can talk in general terms, and I've heard a lot of people say, you know, at death, that's it, lights out, there's nothing after that. However, if you're with someone who is at the bedside of a loved one, they're hoping they're able to see that loved one again, and then oftentimes they start wondering, what does this look like afterward, and will their soul continue to go on? There's a great desire to continue living, which is a natural desire, or you could say a supernatural desire. So I think oftentimes sickness and death particularly reveal to us that we human beings are spiritual. We are spiritual beings, not just spirits like the angels, but body and soul, body and soul um, persons. So I think death can reveal to us uh, the fact that we have a longing for spirituality. We seem to always have a longing for understanding the unknown and the mysteries, and there seems to be a lot of, if uh, not belief, there's a lot of suspicion that there's something more out there that really can't be described all the time. And I think that sort of plays into the hands of, of humans and the human mind wanting to know. And uh, when someone dies, the, the big question comes up. It is. And, you know, with, with clients that I see, there's, you know, there are books on experiences that people have that die for, for a period of time and then, and then are revived, come back. And, and the things that they experience. Um, Father, have you encountered any of that with people? Yes, not as much with the people dying and coming back, but um, my mom and dad are both deceased. My mom died a year before I was ordained. My dad died in 2016, and and so I spent a lot of time in hospices, and even as a priest. 
And it's very common for people before they die to um, have experiences of like they're they're right on the they're right on the cusp there of the veil of they're seeing things that I'm not seeing and talking to people that I'm not talking to. You know, mm-hmm. so we do believe in angels and saints and the communion of saints at least in the Catholic Church. And so there's more out there than meets the eye than you can see. There in, in our in our creed at Sunday a Mass we say we believe in, in in God who made all things visible and invisible. And that invisible part is what we're talking about here, spirituality, that there's more to reality than simply what you can see, taste, touch, smell, right? Right, absolutely. You know, at this time of the year, Easter, it's at the same time we have spring, and we have—the Catholic Church has a, uh, a very detailed liturgical year, and as we're in spring and we're in Easter after Lent, um, from an evangelist standpoint— uh, how how do you portray Easter and the cycles that go on through the Catholic Church uh, to people who want to become Catholic and they want to know more about it? What what essentially is I I guess I could say what's the pitch? Yeah, I think the pitch is that at the heart of Christianity is what we would call the Paschal mystery that Jesus, who is both God and man, right? He's the Savior. He died and he rose from the dead. And so a big part of human living is this dying and rising. I mean, even in our day, we we wake up, we rise from sleep, and then at night we go, we we lay down and and go to bed. And the seasons do that too. So yeah, you're right. After a long winter, which looks like dust, then we come into spring, the, the grass starts to come up, flowers start to bloom, and then we have that beautiful time during summer with the sun, and then, and then of course, in the fall, it's also beautiful as the leaves are turning. So we see that same pattern that Christ entered into in his death and resurrection presented for us in nature itself. You, you mentioned that um, you, you have—I believe you said you had a degree in philosophy. And from I a philosoph—I'm sorry? I, yes, yes, I do. Uh, from a philosophical standpoint— uh, and we're talking spirituality and, and how people think and so forth. Uh, are we in any direction? Is our culture moving in a certain direction right now? Well, again, I think I think so many in the culture want to make a distinction between I believe in science or I'm religious, and so that those two can't be in harmony. But at least in our Catholic, Catholic tradition, because part of being an intellectual is thinking about invisible things and values and spirituality, we think that faith and reason go together. So spirituality is not opposed to science. But I do think often in the culture, people think you have to make a decision between one or the other. So you can be, you know, secular and believe in science, or you can be religious. Um, where, in at least from the Catholic perspective, you are called to use both your mind, your reason, and you can enter into a relationship with God and faith, and those two don't smash each other, right? They're not in competition. They actually work together because they they go to the same truth. They're from the same God, ultimately. And so, Father, <clears throat> excuse me, I've encountered people uh, during my life that uh, say they no longer believe in God because bad some bad thing happened in their life. And, you know, yeah. how, how could there be a a God, how could a God, if there is God, let 
uh, children have terrible things done to them or, you know, various tragedies. And so I'm wondering um, how you would address it. I know my thoughts, but I'd like to hear yours. Yeah, I think it's an excellent question. And if I was going to be an atheist, that would be the reason I'd be one. And St. Thomas Aquinas says that too. He says that's a good argument because how could a good God let bad things happen to good people? But here's Thomas's response. He says, God allows bad things to happen or suffering to happen so that good can eventually come from it. So why is it that Jesus died on the cross? He was innocent. That's terrible. How could God let that happen? Because three days later, he rose from the dead and saved us all. Why was it that my mom never got to see me ordained as a Catholic priest? I don't know that it's the complete answer, but I do know that since I spent so much time with her, I've never been afraid to visit a hospital, hospice, nursing home, home visits, any of those things, because I was with her so much. So blessings come out of those hard times. And that's, that's what I would say. So yes, it's hard to understand, but there's a mystery to suffering, and suffering doesn't have the final say. Um, our faith shows us that there's, there's more, and God will make, make good things happen out of bad things. And and I believe God helps you walk through those bad times. Certainly. I mean, even as this just a couple of days ago where we were reflecting on Jesus' passion where he, he cries out, God, oh God, why have you abandoned me? Psalm 22. So he felt that. He felt the experience of what abandonment felt like. And in Matthew's Gospel, we hear three times that he said, let this cup pass from me, but not my will, but your will be done. So, yeah, there's ache and, and agony and heartbreak, but staying faithful through all that, God always rewards us for our faith, and He's never abandoned us. But life is going to be hard, and there's going to be suffering, and I'm guessing most of the people listening to us right now can be nodding their heads and say, yeah, I've been there, I've been there. Mm-hmm. Well, life is not always easy, and certainly having something to hold on to makes it easier to bear. Not, not fun sometimes, but easier to bear. And and it does take a lot of work to do that. Yeah, and if you look back on your life, the times that you've grown most were probably times that were difficult, right? Well, you don't remember the times that were easy because they blend in. You can't tell. Yeah. Well, and the the rough times make the good times even better, right? Yeah. That's one way of looking at it. You you don't want to wish bad times on anybody, though. No. No, and God doesn't do that either. That's a good distinction. So... He, he allows suffering to happen. He doesn't will it, but he allows it. That's the distinction between his passive will and his active will. That's the distinction we make in philosophy. So he allows these things to happen, but he's not willing bad things upon us. But he's allowing them to happen so that we so good can come from them. We're, we're talking to Father Damien Ferenc of the Cleveland Catholic Diocese. We're talking about uh, faith and spirituality during this Easter season. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back with our final segment of The Advocate in just a moment. Don't go away. We're listening to The Advocate here on WHK along with Nick Phillips and Kathy Lux. We'll be right back. Don't go away. And now, back to The Advocate with your host, Nick Phillips. Welcome back to another segment of The Advocate. I'm your host, Nick Phillips, along with Kathy Lux, your co-host. And we have with us Father Damien Ferentz from the Cleveland Catholic Diocese. We're talking about the Easter holiday. And uh, uh, during the break, we were talking briefly about the church attendance and the power of prayer and how those might go together. And first off, what are we seeing with regard to church attendance? Is it on the rise? Is it stable or is it decreasing? 
Well, we definitely saw it decrease during COVID for obvious reasons because of some of the regulations. We had to keep our churches closed for a while. Some people got comfortable watching uh, church on, on Zoom. TV. Yeah. Right. So, and but we are made for community, and um, we have noticed an uptick recently, particularly during Lent. Um, anecdotally, a lot of my brother priests said that their churches were packed for Ash Wednesday. It felt like old times. Palm Sunday recently, I found that too, and um, hoping, you know, this weekend that we see a resurgence. I don't know if it's as high as it was. As you said, I I do think our culture is getting a bit more secular. However, at the same time, there are these revivals that are taking place around the country and around the world where God is doing some pretty awesome things, bringing people together, and they're praying and they're worshiping, because people are longing for something more than the world itself can offer. And so why not turn to the creator of the world? Um, and and th- there's the prayer part. So to actually enter into relationship and communion with the one who created us, there's something completely and beautifully satisfying about that, right? And so, Father, I'm seeing, as you were saying, uh, a revival. I see it, you know, just on, on social media. I see many people... Uh, putting forth prayers on social media, media or requesting prayers from everyone. Um, so, and as you said, you know, there's a sense of community when you attend church. Um, but in this day and age, with so many things happening in in our world, um, what do you think of the power of prayer? If we are all praying for the same, th- you know, or many of us as a group. Yeah, I think it's wonderful, and I think this is something that the world cannot and will not offer, and that is a time of silence to sit with our Lord, and maybe you can do this in community too, but just think of how how distracting our world is. There's constantly a message being given to us, screens, and um, even when you're pumping gas, there's usually a, 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 a television, a little TV on the gas pump, and it's hard to even think. Yes. So I think our churches and our synagogues and mosques and places can offer us a place to be quiet and to enter into prayer and to commune with God, whether it's just by myself or with a whole other community, but gives us a, a place where we can elevate and enter into um, our faith more deeply. To get people to come into church, especially during the Easter holiday, uh, I, I think of church as being something like going to the gym. Sometimes you don't want to go, you don't feel like it, but you go, and uh, I've never felt bad walking out of the gym after working out. And people go to church, they have time at least to be quiet, they have time to be reflective, they have time to listen and think, and think about these heavy things they don't get time to think about. Uh, how, How painless is it for people who haven't been to church to come back to church? Yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's too painless. I don't know any church that would say you're not welcome back. There may be some things that you may have to do, like for it's been a long time for a Catholic, you know, starting the confessional. That's a good way to get back. But I think even just popping into a church, um, hopefully the doors are open and just go in there and pray and ask the Lord, say, Hey, it's been a while. What do you have to say? And um and, and start there. Or maybe if you have a friend pretty faithful, talk to him or talk to her and say, hey, I'm thinking of coming back. Can you take me with you, or what do you think about this? I think all those things are really great. And it's not going to hurt. 
So give it a try. Well, anyway, uh, Father Damien Ferenc from the Cleveland Catholic Diocese, thank you so much for joining us today. And oh, hope- thanks for having me. Oh, it was great having you, Father, and um, certainly hope that everyone has a, a very blessed Easter weekend. And thank you, Father, for being a priest and being out there for all of us. Thank you so much for having me on your show. And thank you for listening. We'll be back next week, same time, same station. So between now and then, have a healthy, safe, and a good week. We'll be back next week. Take care, everybody, and pray. Bye. And I sat and watched the Zanzibar sunset Sat and drank my fresh mint tea With nothing to do until morning only my mind for company.